So we continue in our series, our Lenten series, Enough Already. And we've talked about what it means to get to a place in your life where you say, I've had all I can take. It's enough already. God, when do we get a break? When are we going to catch a break? When are people going to stop fighting? When are people going to stop fussing? When is the road rage going to die down? When is COVID going to completely go away? Oh, Lord enough already. Pastor Camille last week said unto you to check God's record, to check and see what God has done. And so that you know that if you check God's record, then you know that you can count on God for the future so you don't have to stay in a place of enough already. And this week we look to the prophet Isaiah. This is second Isaiah when the folks are beginning to come out of exile and they are wondering if God is still who God has said. They're wondering if indeed they can trust the record that Pastor Camille told us to check. So we go to the prophet Isaiah, the 43rd chapter this morning, and we begin in the 16th verse. I'm reading today from Eugene Peterson's contemporary translation of the Bible called The Message. It is found um, on your screens for those of you who are worshiping online in your bulletins here in the sanctuary, or you can just lean in and listen to what the Lord says unto us today. This is what God says. The God who builds a road right through the ocean, who carves a path through pounding waves. The God who summons horses and chariots and armies, they lie down and then can't get up. They're snuffed out like so many candles. Forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert. Be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the desert rivers in the badlands. Wild animals will say thank you. The coyotes and the buzzards, because I have provided water in the desert, rivers through the sun-baked earth, drinking water for the people I choose. The people I made especially for myself. A people custom made to praise me. This is the word of the Lord unto the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. 
Lord, here we are to worship, here we are to bow down, here we are to say that you are indeed our worthy and our holy God. So Lord, fall fresh on us, fall fresh on us, blow a fresh wind and a fresh fire through this place, for we have come not expecting a word from Jasmine, but expecting a word from you. So send the Holy Spirit preacher, God, because if you don't, there will be no preaching here. Hide this, your servant, behind that old rugged cross, so that everything that is said and everything that is done comes straight from you, O oh God. This is your servant's prayer. In the name of Jesus the Christ, we pray. Amen. Imagine this. You have been told by your ancestors all of the great things that God has done. Imagine this, you sat at the foot of your grandparents and your great-grandparents and they've told you about the good old days, the days when everything was wonderful, when we all got along, when things were roses and butterflies and sunshine and dances. You know, the good old days. And maybe sometimes they leave out or lessen the times that might have been a little difficult, bumpy, rocky, the speed bumps along the way. And even if they did include the speed bumps around the way, they did tell you that, but you don't have to worry about that because we know God and God is the one who makes all things work for our good. And yet you're living in the years that James Weldon Johnson calls the weary years. That brings silent tears. The roads that we trod are stony. Everywhere we look, there's a bump in the road. There is war and rumors of war. People are hungry. Children can't read. School is behind because of pandemic that seems to just keep on getting a second wind. Gas and food prices are outrageous. <laughs> Even the places that are supposed to be places of refuge, like churches, it seems like there's always something going on. Oh, ancestors, where are these good old days? Where is this God who works everything out for our good? Where are the days where we wake up and we feel free to shout hallelujah? These are the Israelites that we encounter today. 
These Israelites have been in exile. They've heard the stories of great temples and the great days of worshiping the Almighty God. They've heard the stories of signs and wonders. They've heard the stories of miracles. They've heard the stories of how God made a way out of no way. They heard the stories of how God delivered their ancestors from slavery. They've heard the stories about walking on water. They've heard the stories about the Red Sea being parted. They've heard the stories about God blowing the breath of life into those who were declared dead, but they don't know this God. And they don't know this life. And and the beginning of this chapter in Isaiah is titled in the message, they won't even do the minimum. They don't want to expend any energy to even know this God. They don't want to expend any faith or hope or joy or love to even discover if this God is still with them and for them. These are the people who walk around saying, well, it can only get worse. And then God speaks. (laughs) And God says unto them, I know you may have forgotten, but I am the Redeemer. I, I know you may have forgotten, but I am the Creator. I know you may have forgotten, but I hold today and tomorrow and yesterday and the next day in my hands. I know you may have forgotten, but I hung the stars in the sky. I know you may have forgotten that I am the resurrection and the life. I know that you may have forgotten that it was me who blew the breath of life into you this morning and set you on your way. I know you may have forgotten, but I know you think you went to that job and earned that check, but I got you that job in the first place. I know you may have forgotten, but I am who I say I am, and I am still God. He says, I am the way who makes a way. (laughs) I am the God who builds a road right through the ocean. I am the one who carves a path through the pounding waves. I am the one who took Pharaoh's army and allowed them to go floating in the sea. (laughs) But you don't know anything about that. That's what the text says. So just forget it. (laughs) Forget what happened. 
Don't keep going over old history. Because I'm about to do it again. And and this time it's brand new. It will look differently. So don't fall asleep on me. Or as the young people say, don't sleep on God. You don't have to trust the stories of your ancestors. You don't have to trust the stories of the Israelites. You don't have to trust the stories of those who were in slavery and are now set free. You don't have to trust the the stories of those who were affected by Jim Crow laws and now lead us. You don't have to trust the stories. Because I'm giving you your own story. I'm going to show you who I am for yourself. So be alert and look for me everywhere because I am at work, not only back then, but also right now. They must not hear me, Wayne. I don't think so. Because see, that's the best news I've heard in a long time. I I mean, my grandma Wilma died this week, and she used to tell me all, she had a beautiful voice. There there was no soprano in Atlanta like her. You you couldn't, you could, could, there was nobody who could hold a candle to her singing voice. And she used to sing all the time about the goodness of God and what God had done for her and what God had done for her family and her ancestors. You see, her mother was Ella Mae Brayboy, and Ella Mae Brayboy was responsible for voting rights for black people here in the city and and they had threats against their house and you see they knew that they knew that they knew that God had brought them through some things and so when she got to stand up in the church house or in her house or in the car or wherever we are she would raise her voice to God and praise God because she had her own story she had her own encounter with God she knew for herself that God was good that God was working that God is who God says God is right now be alert be present I'm doing something new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? See, see, the best thing about this scripture for me is that it's in the present tense. And in the future tense. (laughs) It it doesn't say anything about who God used to be. It doesn't say anything about what God did in the glory days, but it tells us about what God is doing right now and what God is getting ready to do. You you, you see the New Revised Standard Version says, I will make a way. (laughs) They missed it, Wayne, because, you know,
deserts are lonely. They are dusty. They make it hard for us to get the resources that we need to lead. And, and yet these people lived in the deserts and we have our own deserts. We have our own spaces of wilderness where we have the audacity to think that God has left us. That God doesn't care about us. That God won't do what we want God to do when we want God to do it. And God is saying to us right now today, I have, I am, and and I will make a way in the wilderness. I will make a way out of no way. I will make a way when you think it's dead and gone. I will make a way when you think it's a lost cause. I will make a way when you think it's over and done with. When you put a period, I put a comma, step back and said, now watch me work. So how do we experience this God? How do we experience the God who loves us so much that God is making a way out of no way right now? How do we experience this God who is releasing us from the enough already spaces of our lives? How do we experience the God of our grandparents' faith so that we can have our own faith and trust in God? The clue is here in verse 20. Even the animals say thank you because they know that I gave them water in the desert. That I put rivers where there shouldn't have been rivers. That I provided drinking water for the people that I chose. The people that I made especially for myself. A people custom made to praise me. Do you want out of the enough already spaces of life? Have you had enough of just merely experiencing life, but not experiencing the abundant life that God has promised unto us? Are you ready to be set free from scarcity mentality? Are you ready to be set free from worry? Are you ready to be set free from wondering if God cares? Are you ready to be set free from always holding on to what used to be and being so scared to hold on to what used to be that you can't let it go? Are you ready to be set free so you can let go of what used to be and God can give you of what is? Are, are you ready? You, you want to know the secret? <laughs> it's not worry. You can't worry yourself into abundant life. There's nothing you could do to fix anything with worry. It's not doubt. Doubt's not the secret. Doubt just drags us down the worry line. 
And we know where that gets us nowhere. It's, it's not working harder. It's not working smarter. It's not getting a third or fourth job to pay the bills. It's not wondering where God is in the midst of all of the things that are going on in life. It's not even in our elected officials. And I'm here to tell you that it's not in your preachers either. The only thing that releases us from the enough already life is praise. God said that you are custom made to praise. That you are made to praise God in season and out of season. You are custom made to praise God when things are wonderful and when things are horrible. You are custom made to praise God when you are healthy and when you are ill. You are custom made to praise God when your bank account overfloweth and when there's nothing in there but negatives. You are custom made to praise God when people are going crazy when people think the only answer is to shoot at each other you are custom made to praise God when you are zero years old and when you are a hundred years old you are custom made to praise God you can't your way into abundant life. You can't work your way into abundant life. You can only praise your way. Into a fresh encounter with the Most High God. Miss Denard, the songwriter, said, praise is what I do. When I want to be close to you, I lift my hands in praise. Do you want to experience this abundant life that God has for us? Praise is who I am. I will praise you while I can. My praise outweighs the bad and they said and I bow to praise you in the good and the bad I'll praise you whether happy Praise. 
be close to you. I lift my hands in praise. Come on and praise him this morning. Come on and praise him. Come on and praise him this morning. Praise is who I am. I'll praise him while I sacrament of baptism and we praise you oh God for the gift of the sacrament of communion we come to this table knowing that we know that we know that God is with us right now because we have this holy meal to recharge us and sustain us for the days ahead <laughs> 